Our great God, our dear loving Heavenly Father, Lord, there are so many things to thank you and to praise you for. Lord, one thing that we want to thank you for is that, that you always compel us to draw closer to you, to lean upon you, to lean hard upon you. So Lord, I pray that we may experience that today, that we may have that sweetness that the song is talking about. So Lord, I pray that you please once again speak to each and every one of us and speak through me, O Lord. I am nothing without you. So please hide me behind the shadow of your cross that I will not be seen or be heard, but Jesus and Jesus alone be seen, be heard, be lifted up and exalted. And Lord, I pray that may Jesus be lifted up higher than we have lifted him up before. This is our desire. May this be our prayer. This Lord, we pray in the loving names of Jesus. Amen. So continuing on with that story that I shared a while ago, the moment I arrived in that school, they said, Oh, Brother Jem, uh, we forgot to inform you that we somehow booked you to speak every morning devotional for the dorms. And you know what? At the dorms, you know what time do they start your devotional? 5 a.m., not 6. In the Philippines, they wake up early. It's 5 a.m., and I'm thinking, oh, I'd be drained here. And friends, after that, after they, they have me eat, I have to do like a short devotional in four classes in the morning and four classes in the afternoon. I have to absolutely rely on the Lord. And the first morning that we've had, you see young people, the girls' dorm, young people dragging their legs towards the worship hall. You could see people that are that, out-of-body experience, friends. <laughs> And when they went there, and then when they sang this song, their opening song was, "Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Friends, that was the first time I sang it. I heard it sang in the lousiest form. Everyone was just, there's no sweetness in their faces. Everyone was just like so tired, like, tis so sweet. But you know what? For the first time, that song really hit me. Even it was sang in that manner, that song, the lyrics of that song for the first time, it really spoke to my heart. Friends, it is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know what? Thus saith the Lord. Just imagine, friends, if we trust Jesus and Jesus alone, life would be sweeter. And I begin to realize, oh Lord, this should be the theme of my life. And that, that was the time that somehow the Lord is somehow speaking to my heart. And this is one amazing thing. When we do things for the glory of God, when we work in His vineyard, the first person that gets the message is us. So the Lord has been teaching me to rely fully on Him. And it's not just for my tickets now, it's not just for my finances, but everything, even my schedule. And this is one thing I remembered, friends. The moment I relied to the Lord that I should not be making, making things for myself, even scheduling my talk, when I surrendered it to Him, the Lord could do a better job than we could. Amen. I remembered when I surrendered to the Lord, the Lord showed me that He could book me three months in advance. Hmm. After three months, I'm thinking, Oh Lord, it's nice to, to give all to you. So I give a little bit more. And the Lord booked me six months in advance. Hmm. And after the six months in advance booking, I said to the Lord, I learned my lessons now. I should not be putting my finger in any of your plans. This is your plan. This is not mine. 
So the moment I said that, you know what the Lord did? The Lord booked me a year and a quarter in advance. Isn't God amazing? God is a powerful God. We have to trust Him and life would be sweeter. So, and one of those quotes that I really go back into, this very, very uh, inspiring quote, it is the example of Jesus. Jesus is our greatest example, isn't it? If there is a life that we have to, to pattern our lives, it's from the life of Jesus. And listen to this. Help in Daily Living, page 18, paragraph 3, it says, Christ in his life on earth made no plans for himself. Mm. Amen? Amen? Made no plans for himself. Most of us set our plans. I remember when I was, when I was uh, still uh, in, in college, in the university, I'm thinking at the age of 25, I should be putting up my business at the age of 30, I should be settled down. At the age of 35, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and then I realized that even, even if I could see part of my plans are getting fulfilled, it's not as fulfilling as you imagine it would be. But when the Lord is handling my plans, my dear friends, it's fulfillment every step of the way. Isn't God amazing, God? So listen to this, to the line that follows. It says, Christ in his life on earth made no plans for himself. He accepted God's plan for him. And day by day, the Father unfolded his plans. Isn't this amazing, friends? Day by day, the Father, what? Unfolded his plans. So should we depend upon God that our lives may be the simple outworking of his will. As we commit our ways to him, he will direct our steps. Isn't this powerful? As we commit our ways to Him, He will direct our steps. Friends, if God is the one directing our steps, don't you think that life would be sweeter? If God is the one leading, life would be awesome, isn't it? I remember that beautiful verse, Psalms 32 verse 8, And I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that you should go. I will guide you with mine eye. Friends, if God is the one guiding us, will we ever get lost? No. Will we ever regret the journey? How about the destination? No. And most of the time, we don't think that that promise is for us. I was even thinking, that promise is just for those who will take their exams. <laughs> those promise, that promise is just for those who are lost. And I did not even realize I'm lost. Who knows what's going to happen next week? How about tomorrow? How about five minutes from now? No one, no one even, even knew here that I'm going to do this. <laughs> Amen? Only God knows. So if only God knows the end from the beginning, why would not we rely fully upon Him? And He offered it to us. He says, I will instruct, teach, and guide. He did not say, I will give you a GPS. GPS fails us. So many times of our travel, we get lost of GPS, but God's GPS will not get you lost. Amen? amen. That amen doesn't sound so convincing. <laughs> amen. So let's move on. So one particular time, while I, was, while I was back in the U.S., that was the second time that I was back in the U.S. My first time was 2013, the one that I shared with you this, this morning. For amazing facts. And the 
Second time was 2015 for, for the GC session, and I became part of the prayer team. And uh, since you have an experience of U.S. before, you have a picture of how difficult life is. When you don't have resources, when you don't have a place to stay, it will be a challenge. Before, I have, I have an apartment that I could stay, and everything is, is quite manageable. But this time, I'll be in the U.S. for four months, but my appointment is only during GC session and GC annual council. That's the beginning and the end of my trip. Three months in between, I don't have a place to go. And I'm thinking, oh Lord, what am I going to do? So there are some plans that are brewing in my head. I'm thinking, I, I might go to my friends and babysit their babies. <laughs> or I'll house it some of my friends' uh, place. And I think I'll, go, I'll do a good job. I know how to clean houses. I know how to, to wash dishes. And the Lord did not give me peace. This is one thing I learned, friends, that when the Lord does not give you peace, it's not his idea, it's yours. So I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord did not reveal it to me what he wants me to do. And the more I pray, the more he is silent. And I'm thinking, what is happening here? Later on, I found out that when God is silent, it means to say, I talk too much. <laughs> Be still and know that he is God. Amen? Amen? So I was waiting and waiting until like five days before the GC ended, I still have no place to go. And the Lord somehow convicted me, just wait until you're done with your prayer seminar. And I was appointed to do a prayer seminar. And the prayer seminar was scheduled in a very awkward time slot. Noontime, during lunch, and, and was this, and supper time. And most of the people who were chosen are, are people that, that are known in the Adventist world. And then I'm thinking, who is going to attend my seminar, Lord? And later on, I found out that my seminar was placed on a very challenging day. It was on Wednesday. That's the day that they were discussing women's ordination. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, no one's going to attend my seminar. Even the booths, even the, the exhibits are closed. Some of the exhibits are closed. They went to the Alamo Dome to attend. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be me and the audio operator. I'm thinking, I pray that the audio operator will not forget because the Lord has promised that where two or three are gathered, God is in the midst, amen? So if it's just me, the promise is not fulfilled. I'm thinking, I pray that he will not forget. By God's grace, he was there. And when the seminar started, friends, there were like more than 100 people who were there. And I'm thinking, these people are lost. They didn't know that this is my seminar. The moment I get up, they leave. And that unbelief is in my heart. Remember, the Lord already assured me, just wait until your prayer seminar is over. And while I was speaking, they still stayed and said, this is a miracle. And afterwards, when the seminar was done, they came and one by one, they said, Jem, can you go to my church? Jem, do you do week of prayer? Jem, do you do revival? Can you speak in my church? And one per person says, can you go to India? Can you go to Africa? Said, can you go to Romania? i oh, slow down. Friends, the Lord filled it all up. Amen. Isn't the Lord faithful to what He has promised? Amen. And most of the time, we are so uneasy to trust Him. So, and then one person came and said, Hey, Brother Jem, is there an invitation for you to go to Orlando, Florida? And I said, You know what? Among the invitations here, there's none. 
I said, oh, I said, why do you want me to speak? But my, but my uh, three months was already filled up. And then he said, I want you, I, there's no invitation, but I just want you to have a, a, an R&R, a vacation. Amen. I told her, you know what, sister, vacation is good. But the moment I, I became a missionary, I told God, I don't want vacation, I want missions. Mm. I'm not saying that I don't want fun. I'm the kind of guy who loves fun. I don't have to explain. And the moment I, I tasted missions, friends, vacation became boring. In Philippines, we have lots and lots of beaches. And my, my family always brings me to go and, and go to the beach, go somewhere when I go home. But a few hours later, you just ask yourself, why am I here? When you're not doing things for God, it, it just doesn't make sense. So I said to, my, to, the, to the lady who invited me, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll take a rain check. If the Lord opens up an opportunity for me to go to Florida, I'll let you know. I said, okay, please let me know, and I'll arrange a nice place for you. I said, okay. So, so that, that three months progressed really, really well. God has been good. And then there was this pastor or leader in the church that said, Jem, after I spoke to their church, can you spare another week and we need a week and revival? Can you spare another week and for our church? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir, but my whole three months are booked. I said, please cancel one of those <laughs> weekends. I said, oh, it's going to be difficult, but I'll pray about it. And someone said, please, please. He was very persistent. So I asked one of those nice-hearted people who approached me and said, can I cancel and somehow transfer you the time that I come back here? The person agreed. And you know what happened? Some challenging thing happened. The moment that invitation is about, is about there, two days before I fly out, that person called me and said, Jem, I'm so sorry. We did not realize that you are in conflict with the event that's happening in our district. So I'm sorry to tell you that we have to cancel out. Friends, I was not a happy little Filipino during that time. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to, to give him my frustration, but at the same time, I'm thinking, why do I have to cancel the other appointment to accommodate this one? And now, and I was just like complaining to God, Lord, there's a, a lot of people there who desires revival as well. Why is this happening? And the Lord somehow convicted me. Be still and know that I am God. I'm the one in charge, not you are. So I said, okay, Lord, the moment I realized that, I repented from my ways. And I, I broke down before God and said, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I often forget that it's you who's in charge, not me. The moment that happened, friends, you know what? I received a phone call a few hours later. The phone call went like this. Jem, uh, this, is, this is a wild invitation right now, but are you free this weekend? <laughs> I said, uh, I, my weekend just opened up. I said, why? Where do you want me to go? Can you come to Orlando, Florida? <laughs> I said, okay. So I, I, I rebooked my ticket to went to Orlando, Florida, and I contacted that, that friend. I said, hey, guess what? I'm coming your way. I said, okay, I'll, I'll arrange things for you. And friends, she booked me. Later on, I found out that that is the biggest timeshare resort in the U.S. When I arrived there, I forgot all her instructions. 
It's a good thing that the guard directed us to where the clubhouse is. And when I arrived at the clubhouse, when I gave them my passport, I said, Oh, sir, your name is not here. You are included in the elite. So you have to go to the elite office. I'm thinking, I am elite right now. <laughs> so I went to the office. Everything was prepared. They brought me to my room. And friends, my room, I have a huge king-size bed. And I'm thinking, I'm a little guy. I don't need this much space. And when I looked at my... my uh, my closet and there's this door and I'm thinking okay this is the bathroom door when I open the bathroom door friends I'm thinking oh maybe this is an a, a two rooms that are connected and maybe my my neighbors forgot to close their door so I went in and said hello anybody home and then I found out friends that's still part of my room <laughs> I have my own kitchen I had my own dining room. I had my own sofa. I had my own living room. And when I went inside my bathroom, friends, my bathtub is so huge. When I sat down there, I'm thinking, I could fit three more little Filipinos here. <laughs> and I said, I could do backstroke in this bathtub. And I said to the Lord, Lord, this is not missions. This is vacation. <laughs> But I'm not complaining. <laughs> I don't have this every day. And friends, you know what? One thing I, I learned as well, that here in the U.S., even though you have the five-star accommodation, breakfast is not assured. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm living luxuriously here, but I, but I will die in famine here. <laughs> so, so I decided to go to, to the nearest uh, supermarket because while we were driving in, I saw some... Some, uh, some shops, I saw Target. So I said, I, I better go and walk there. And friends, while I was walking, I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be near. But I didn't realize later on, it's like more than a mile. And I didn't have a car. By the way, friends, I don't know how to drive. Most of the people in the Philippines don't know how to drive. I was born to be driven. So, <laughs> so I was walking. I was walking, I was walking in the highway. And I'm walking on the pavement, and then all of a sudden, this huge truck passed by, and it's like an out-of-body experience. It's like your whole body was dragged, and thinking, oh, this is dangerous. So I walked in the ditch, and I was calling my friend, hey, I didn't know that the, uh, I was about to go to, to Target, and I, I almost got hit. I said, where are you right now? I'm walking in the highway. I said, Jen, we know that you're crazy, but we didn't know that you're that crazy. You could have been killed. I said, I know. <laughs> The next day, I found out that they have a shuttle that will take you to, to the place where I stay, to the end point of that, of that resort. So I took that shuttle, and this is summer. This is September, Florida sun. So I went and, and grabbed my bags, uh, shopping bags, and then went back. And I went back to that spot where the shuttle dropped me off. I waited for like 20, 25 minutes. There's no shuttle. So I asked, I asked the the guard, and said, excuse me, sir, what time does the shuttle pass by? I said, oh, by the way, sir, this is not a regular route for the shuttle. I said, what? I said, this is just a special request from guests if they want to be dropped off here. So where's, where's the drop-off of shuttles? I said, oh, you have to walk like 800 meters. And then there's the next stop. Friends, it was like noon. I'm thinking, Lord, I don't have the the strength anymore. I, I was just like sweating. So I remember the verse that the Lord said, I will instruct you and teach you 
And I said, Lord, I need your instruction right now. I'm just desperate. So and there was this idea that came, hitchhike, thinking, is that your idea, Lord? Hitchhike? That's quite a dangerous idea. And then I remembered hitchhike going in the resort. Hitchhike to 800 meters. It's, it's not bad. I said, okay. Later on, I found out that the Lord wanted me to pray for each and every driver that brings me to, mm-hmm. to that spot. And you know, here in the U.S., you could not just easily, hey, can I pray for you? And during that time, while they were driving me, I realized that the Lord has prepared their hearts. So I prayed for them, give them some glow tracks. And I said, Lord, this is missions after all. Every single day, I go to Target, even though I don't have anything to buy. And I just wait there, wait, for, wait for, the, for the vehicles. And then on my last day, I said to the Lord, Lord, this is my last day. I want it to be special. So I was waiting, and then this SUV came to a stop. I saw it's a woman driver. I said, Lord, this is a woman. Most of, most of the people who, uh, who picks me up and, and drop me off are men. I said, this is going to be awkward. But then the Lord confirmed that that's, that's my mission. So I said to her, excuse me, ma'am, can I, can I hitch a ride only 800 meters from here? And she was uneasy. She said, uh, uh, okay, get in. The moment I got in, she called the guard. said, excuse me, can you come here? And the guard came and said, if something happens to me, just remember who I'm with. <laughs> After she said that, I was just like shocked. So I said to the guard, excuse me, if something happens to me too, remember who I'm with. <laughs> so that broke the ice. So she began driving. So while she was driving, I told her, you know what? God will surely bless you. You have been so good to his missionary. The moment she heard the word missionary, she drives slower. She said, oh, you're a missionary. Tell me about it. And there's like the bell that went in my head. Ding, 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 ding. Testimony time. So, and I have like versions of testimony, like one minute version, five minute version, 15 minute version, one day version. So I gave her the one minute version. But the more I shared, the more she drives slower. <laughs> this is a 10 miles per hour speed limit. And she was driving like five or three miles per hour. And, and she wanted me to, to hear, uh, to, to share more. And the moment we reached the river island, the, the place where she's about to drop me off, I told her, oh, you could drop me off here. I said, no, 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 no. I'll bring you to your place. I said, no, no, no. Your place is in the north. Mine is in the south. Friends, this is like... This is a huge resort. You'll face like three stoplights before you go from end to end. And I, I told her, no, 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 just, just drop me off here. She said, no, no, I'll bring you. She said, no, no, drop me off. Now it's, it's a tug of war. And then he told me, shut up, let's just go. So, so she drove. Of course I shut up. It's, it's her vehicle. And then she told me, now talk, 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 talk. So I share with her. And the more she asked me to, to share, and she... The more she, she hears about miracles, she said, wow, wow, that's amazing. That's really powerful. And friends, make long story short, she's about to drop me off. And the clubhouse where I'm staying, there's two drop-offs. That's the busiest building in the whole resort. And the Lord convicted me, do not forget to pray for her. So before, I even, we, before we had a stop, I told her, hey, hey, Sarah, Sarah was her name. Can I pray for you? I said, Whoa, 
that's a first for me. That's okay. So while I was praying, I was asking God, Lord, please, you be the one praying. This might be the first and only chance I'll be praying for, for Sarah. And that was a very quick prayer. That was like a 30-second prayer. The moment I opened my eyes, Sarah was holding her hands like this. And she was saying, wow, wow, wow. I have been here for 10 years. I have been coming in and out of this resort, but this is the first time that this thing ever happened to me. Yeah, Jem, this is the best experience. This is the best vacation of my life. And she asked me, can I give you a hug? I said, no, of course I gave her a hug. I gave her a hug. And just imagine, friends, 15 minutes before, this woman would not even want me to sit beside her, and now she wants a hug. Isn't God an amazing God? And I'm thinking, Lord, maybe this is the reason why you brought me here, just to reach Sarah. Isn't God amazing? We may set our plans, my dear friends, but God has the final say. If we submit to Him, He will reveal His plans to us. Amen? Amen. The moment I stepped off of her vehicle, waved goodbye, Sarah went back to her folded hands, and she kept on saying, wow, wow, wow. The vehicles behind her, eh, 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 wow. <laughs> A few more seconds, she drove off. And I'm thinking, Lord, you are an awesome God. Remember, the Lord says, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, for I know the what? The plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Friends, God has a plan for each one of us. But most of the time, it's blurred. We cannot see what his plans for us is. And I know why. You know why? Because we have our own. And we hold on to our plans so tight that God has no room for it. And I remember, we are the type of people that doesn't want direction, especially when we know the way. Huh? Remember when you turn on your GPS and when you're near your house and you know the way? Like in 200 meters, turn left. Oh, shut up. I know where I'm going. And we're not even realizing that we're doing that to the Lord because we hang on to our plans that the Lord could not direct our steps. Remember, Christ in his life on earth made no plans for himself. He comes to his father every morning and the Lord reveals it to him. And that's why he's not missing out. So, before I, I leave that resort, I still have one more story to, to share. Can I share one more story? Sure. Of course you don't have any choice. I'll share it anyway. <laughs> this this uh, timeshare resort, when you, are, when you are a guest in a timeshare resort, you have one responsibility, and that is to attend timeshare. For those of you who, who do not know what timeshare is, the A will sell you like a right or, or an ownership to this resort or to this uh, thing. And I'm thinking, oh Lord, this is going to be a waste of my time. I'm not, I'm not going to buy anything. I cannot afford to buy anything. And this is a waste of the person's time who will be selling it to me. And friends, while I was there, I'm thinking, oh, if I could get out of this, only if I could get out of this uh, of this uh, arrangement. But friends, they are so persistent. They will call you, they will call you three days in advance. They will call you a night before. And the day of 
the day of the presentation, there's somebody waiting at your door, friends. There's somebody waiting at your door. And there was a tall guy. This is not the guy. There was a tall guy waiting outside of my door. He's like six foot two. And, and he said, Mr. Castor? I said, yes, sir. He said, I'm your agent. I'm thinking, I have an agent. <laughs> and friends, I told him, just call me Jem. I'm, I'm quite shy to be called Mr. Castor. And later on, he found out that uh, this is a useless conversation because I will not be able to buy anything. So just call me Jem. Said, oh, said, I'll, I'm going to escort you to the place where we're going. So he was walking in front of me. My dear friends, I look like I have a bodyguard. I look like a Chinese drug lord in front of my bodyguard. So, so while we were walking, while we were walking, he, he's just like briefing me of what's going to happening, what's, what's happening for the rest of the day. The moment we were there, he sat me down and he asked me this question. Series of questions. He had a list. First question was, so Mr. Castor, uh, how often do you do vacations like this? And I said, every week. <laughs> and he said, every week? Okay, he listed out. You could see the excitement in his face every week. This is sold. So he was listing it down. And then the next question was, so how much do you spend for vacation like this? And he was ready to write. And I told him, uh, nothing. And he said, what? I said, nothing. I said, nothing, meaning zero? I said, yes. And I said, why? And I told him, because I'm a missionary. I could not afford vacation like this. <laughs> and he could see the whole aura change like, oh. I said, oh, tell me about it then. When he said that, ding, 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 <laughs> testimony time. So I began sharing with him my testimony. And the more I shared, the more he could see the gesture changed. He put down his pen. And later on, he put the paper down. He began paying attention, asking questions. In a little while, he began to open up. He told me about his divorce. He told me about his two daughters that he missed back in Colombia. He told me about the failed relationships that he had. He told me about the dog-eat-dog -dog world that he is in right now. And he told me that he has not gone back to church. He was a faithful Catholic before. He's not gone back to church for the past like six, seven years. So we continued talking, and I'm, I'm the one now presenting the timeshare for him. <laughs> this is eternal life timeshare. Yeah. So we were, we were discussing these things, and he told me, oh, by the way, I have to get you to our other location because there are so many places I have to show you. And don't worry, you don't have to talk about timeshare. We could continue talking about this, and that's good. So we continued talking, and our last part of conversation... He told me, oh, by the way, my supervisor or my manager would somehow close this deal with, with the clients. So I know that this is a pointless meeting, but this is SOP, so you just have to go on, and after that, I'll bring you back to your room. And then I told him, okay. And the first question that the manager asked, so Mr. Castor, I'll give you a hypothetical question. What if you receive a huge amount of money? Will you invest in it in timeshare? And I said, no. So said, where are you going to invest the money then? I said, in the missions, I'm a missionary. I said, okay, let's, let's, change. let's <laughs> change the situation. What if you have a new career? And I told him, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to die as a missionary. <laughs> and he somehow knew that this is a fruitless conversation. So he dismissed me. And now me and this guy, his name, by the way, is Andres. Me and Andres were walking. And he said, Jem, 
I had an awesome afternoon. I did not believe that it's going to be like this. I know I have nothing much to ask from you, but I want to ask you something really important. Can you include me in your prayer? So I told him, you know what, Andres, I have a better idea. When you bring me back to my room, let's go and pray there. So I brought him there, knelt down, put my hand on his shoulder and prayed for Andres. And also while I was praying, I was asking God, please speak through me. And after that short prayer, I went back inside, got some DVDs and some books that I got from the GC session and gave it to Andres. And I told him, Andres, I'm so sorry. I wasted your day. You could have closed some deals with other guests, with other clients, but somehow there's nothing here. And then he told me something that's really precious. He said, Jem, what are you talking about? This is the biggest deal of my life. Mm. I gave Andres a huge hug said goodbye. And I said, wow, Lord, the reason why you rerouted my trip was because of Andres. Isn't that an amazing God? He will cancel events just to reach one or two souls. Our God is the sweetest God of all. So when I look back and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I'm sorry for grumbling. I'm sorry for murmuring. I'm sorry for, for even pounding my fist, for blaming people that those things were not working out. You have a better plan. Your plan is always awesome. So I went forward, my dear friends, and I remember I communicated with Andres for a while, but there's just so many people to communicate with. I lost track of Andres. And then a year or so later, I saw a message in Instagram and somebody followed me. And that guy looked familiar. And a friend request in Facebook. And when I looked it up, it's Andres. That's how I got his picture, by the way. <laughs> and he said, hey, brother. He called me brother now. Hey, brother. What are you doing? How's life? And I'm thinking, oh, Andres, I'm sorry. And we began communicating. I opened his Facebook. And the first thing that I saw was his cover photo. And his cover photo was, this bold letter says, do not forget what God has done for you. Mm. And when I look through his post, it's all about God. Undress is a changed of heart. My dear friends, isn't that beautiful? Amen. And this is one thing I realized, my dear friends. God did not have to show me that. God did not have to show me that. And I'm thinking, God is just so good. He wants me to keep on going. He wants me to keep on trusting everything to Him because when He is the one leading, life is so sweet, friends. Amen? It is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take Him at His word, just to rest upon His promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. And even, even the boring meeting, He turned it into something really engaging. Even the, the ordinary days would become extraordinary when God is the one in charge. And this is one thing I realized, friends, how many extraordinary moments that I have let myself pass by because I think I know where I'm going. I didn't trust God enough. Friends, do not miss out on the beautiful, beautiful life that God has in store for each one of us. Most of us, we focus including myself, we focus so much on the current demands that we don't focus on what he has said, on what he has promised. 
He's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Amen? Just to take him at his word. A few more stories. Do I still have time? Okay. Okay. If I go over time, blame this guy. <laughs> so, so this... Oh, they're coming to get you. <laughs> so this, this particular time, a few months after, a few months after I, I flew back to the Philippines, I was called by the GC to, to man the booth for the GYC. So while I was there, while I was there, friends, uh, before my flight, I'm thinking, Lord, I want another mission, not a vacation. And, uh, and while I was there, friends, while I was planning, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, please, even, even the ticket, please guide me on, on what to do here. So every step of the way, now I'm surrendering it to the Lord. And uh, I booked my ticket early in the morning at 4 a.m. because during that time, Manila... Manila highways are being repaired. They're, they're putting up this, this skyway. And Manila is, when you know Manila, it's traffic jam. When the road is repaired, it's crazy. It's crazier. So I'm thinking, I have to book my flight at 4 so that I'll, I'll leave the place around, around 12, midnight or 11. There will be no more traffic. But friends, there's still traffic. And I was flagging taxi and they're giving me high rates. It should only be like $4 from where I am to the airport. They're charging me like $15, and I'm thinking, no way. And they thought I'm a foreigner. They thought I'm Korean. I said, no, I'm a local. You don't have to charge me that much. I know the fare here. And I keep on arguing with the taxi drivers, and they would not budge. I'm thinking, I was not really happy during the time. And the last point, there was this guy. We... We somehow brought the price to eight dollars. It's still, it's still like a highway robbery for 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 a missionary. So I told him, uh, "Okay, let's go." The moment we were driving, I was not in the mood for conversation, and this guy opened up all his day's problem. And I'm thinking, "Oh, you're telling me that because you want a tip? No way will I give you a tip. <laughs> you just robbed the Lord's missionary here." <laughs> So I was really unhappy. And friends, it was traffic. And like 10 minutes, that's all you could hear. Negative results of the day. Oh, I had a very bad, uh, was this passenger. He did not even give the full amount. And, and my family right now is this. My wife is in another country. And I don't even know if he, she has an affair or not. So she was just like unburdening. So I, Man, I'm not your therapist. I did not say that. <laughs> so I was not happy because the way he treated me, First, and I was like feeling that injustice. I'm thinking, man, I do not have to hear this. And then the words came out of my mouth and I told him, you know what, brother? I, didn't, I have not even received any single salary for the past five years. And then he said to me, oh, then why are you flying abroad? This is because I'll, I'll, I'll be in an international flight, uh, international terminal. I said, because I'm a missionary. He said, oh, you're a missionary. So tell me about it. Friends, I missed out. I did not even know that that was a ding, ding, ding moment. <laughs> I was telling him for rebuke. And in the middle of our conversation, I begin to realize, oh, this is already a ding, ding, ding moment here. <laughs> and God is so good, friends, that even we are not willing, the Lord still uses us. Amen. He could have used rocks and yet, he condescends to use us. Isn't God an amazing God, friends? 
He, don't, he doesn't need us. But still, friends, He wants to use us. You know why? He wants us to share the joy. Amen? So while we were conversing, and after like 45 minutes to one hour, actually it's a short ride. I'm from Pasay, going to the airport. It's a very short ride. And it took us like 45 minutes to one hour because of the traffic. The moment I stepped, before I stepped off of the vehicle, I told him, so brother, since you told me about your problems, can I pray for you? And this guy was unprepared. He said, oh, oh, before he could say no, I put my hand on his shoulder and began praying. <laughs> so I prayed for him. And short prayer, the moment I said amen, I saw this guy, the way I saw Sarah, folding his hands and I said, wow, wow, this has never happened to me before. I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, God bless you, brother. I went out and he was still there. Wow. And I tried to get my bag off his trunk, but his trunk is closed. He said, hey, I want my bag. <laughs> I opened the trunk, got out of the vehicle, and then shook my hand very, very tightly, and he said, I hope you could ride in my taxi again. Mm. I gave him a huge hug, and I gave him a tip. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was walking towards, while I was walking towards the terminal, the Lord spoke to my heart, you almost missed the mission that you were asking for. I'm thinking, oh Lord, friends, I was focusing so much on the little injustice that I was having during that day that I almost missed out on the opportunity that the Lord has placed before me. Isn't it sad? There are so many things that we missed out on this life because we are so focused on the little feelings that got hurt. We are so focused on self that God wants His plans to be revealed in us. Friends, there are so many ordinary days that could have been extraordinary. There had been so many boring things that could have been an awesome adventure with God. If we just but look up and not look at self. One more story. I was there in the airport already. This is a continuation. I was there in the airport. And uh, while I was there in the airport lining up, and people were Philippine airports. When you say the international flight, oh, he's not there. <laughs> while I was there in the airport, where we were lining up, people were somehow like being, uh, being, impatient because they have not opened the counter yet and all of a sudden i heard them like murmuring and pointing to the gate and you know what that means there are some people who are like celebrities that came in and all of a sudden i saw this lady with her family and her personal assistant this is one of our beauty titlists you know philippines is very big on, on beauty contest huh Everyone watches Miss Universe. I guess there's even a ceasefire when there's Miss Universe. Even rebels watch Miss Universe, friends. I tell you, it's how big it is. So this, this lady, she was one of our title holders, and she was one of the most successful. She, she, joined, she joined the showbiz. She was a celebrity. Her family is involved in, 
in politics. So big names. So she was there and people were whispering, oh, there's her. So while, while she was walking, the Lord somehow spoke to my heart, there's your next mission. And I said, oh, 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 oh. I was just like, mm-mm. And since she was late, she was there at the very last. And I told her, you see, Lord, she's very far away. <laughs> but our flight has a stopover, layover in China. And friends, if you're looking for cheap flights, you have long layovers. And I have 11 hours layover. Yes, I practically live in terminals. So I, I, was, I was thinking, oh, and in China, friends, even though you'll not stay in China, you'll, ha- you'll still have to, to line up for your passports to be checked. For those of you who had layover in China. So I was lining up there. And all of a sudden, when I turned to my right, guess who's behind me? And the Lord spoke to my heart. Now she's not so far, huh? <laughs> so I said, okay, how should I start a conversation? Friends, I took my phone and I told her, excuse me, miss, can we do a selfie? <laughs> Friends, God could use even the useless thing to open up a conversation, amen? So we did a selfie, and that opened up the conversation. So we began talking, we began talking, we began sharing. And of course, this line, there's a lot of Filipino lining up there, and they were wondering, who is the new boyfriend? He's quite short. (laughs) So we had a like 45-minute conversation. And there was a very casual conversation. And after that, we said goodbye. Did not even have to pray for her. And said, okay, bye-bye. And remember, I missed out my devotional during that day. That's why I was quite grumpy. So I said, okay, Lord, I want, I want alone time with you. So I spent this like next seven hours, six hours, all with God. So I had a, a bountiful feast with him. And I went back, somehow looked for a breakfast or lunch. Then this personal assistant saw me, said, Hey, brother, Kuya, I said, looking for you. I said, She's looking for me. <laughs> Why is she looking for me? I said, Oh, she wants help with her MacBook. And I'm thinking, Oh, I'm a PC user. <laughs> I'll, I'll do no good. But then she was asking, so I helped. Long story short, I was really useless. I was not able to help her. But because of my uselessness, we just laugh. God will use our uselessness, friends. Amen? Amen. And when, when we were conversing, she began opening up more. She told me about, about her failed marriages. Friends, she has six kids from, from different, uh, different uh, failed relationships. And two of them had, had autism. And I begin to... I begin to realize that this woman is a strong woman. My respect grew, and, and my heart somehow began to open up. Oh, Lord, you really want me to minister to her. So we had a wonderful conversation. We spoke for nearly two hours. And at the end of our conversation, almost at the end of our conversation, she told me, you know what? I'm going back, I'm going back to Utah right now because I'm filing a divorce. I'm thinking, oh Lord. And so she was bearing her soul. And then I, I was receiving this conviction from the Lord. Now it's time to pray for her. So I told her, I think I really needed to pray for you. And then with the moment she heard prayer, she grabbed both of my hands, clasped her hands over my clasped hands and said, 
Jen, let's do that. So while I was praying, again, I asked God, Lord, please speak through me. Not my words, but your words. The moment I said amen, I opened my eyes. Her cheeks were filled with tears. And then she gave me a huge hug. A huge hug that will make your eyes pop out. <laughs> and, and she said, Jem, thank you. I really, really, really needed this. Friends, it was one of the most amazing experiences. And I said, oh, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. And we said goodbye. And while, while we were walking out, I remember, I remember one more thing. I need to take another selfie. Because I saw the huge contrast of the person that I saw before from this person eight hours later. Friends, this is her. I could see this, this peace, this joy beaming off her face. By the way, she's the one on your left and the one on the right. <laughs> Just to make it clear. And I begin to realize, friends, this is what happens when God takes hold of your plans. This is what happens, my dear friends, when God is the one directing your steps. He will never be boring. There'll always be opportunity open before us. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. Friends, what is stopping us from trusting him? with everything. Look back in all your experiences. There's never a record. There's never a precedence that he has failed you. Even though you have failed him for so many times that God has never, ever failed us. So there's no point of not trusting him. You have not tasted it yet. And the psalm says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? And I love this beautiful counsel here from Science of the Times, August 24, 1891. Paragraph 9, it says, Whatever prevents us from making Christ our entire dependence is abomination in the sight of God. Mm. What do we rely upon? What do we lean on? If it's not God, my dear friends, it's going to be trouble. Lean on Him. You want life to be sweeter? Give it all to Him. Last quote before I, before I end this, this talk this afternoon. It says here, Our Redeemer. Who? This blew my mind. Our Redeemer thirsts for recognition. Wow. The God who gave everything for us. The God who made us. And the God who created this world. Who spoke and all the stars came into existence. This huge universe, my dear friends, is thirsting for what? For your recognition. Listen. He hungers for the sympathy and love of those whom he has purchased with his own blood. And last line, he longs with inexpressible desire that they should come to him and have life. Wow. He longs with inexpressible desire that we should come to him and have life. What life do you have right now that you would not give it to him? My dear friends, I tell you, Life only begins when God takes over. Life only happens 
when you live life for the glory of his name. When you stop living for yourself. As there's so much more that God wants to show us. There's so much more that God wants to open before us. But we should let him. We should let him. By the way, God is doing something really special right now, especially at this age. I have not seen hunger. I have not seen this awakening since, since I started this missionary work. In this last three years, there's just this desire for revival that I have not seen before. Everywhere I go, even in the first world country, I'm seeing people who are really desiring to have a closer walk with God. GYC, two years ago, we were overflowing in a prayer room at six in the morning. Three workshop halls joined together and yet 200 could not get in because people are just flooding. I'll show you a clip of that. People were just flooding the prayer room. This just ended GYC. We started not at 6, at 5.45, 900 plus young people and adults alike come together and pray. Friends, this is one thing I'd like to tell you. God really wants to lead his church. God really is a, it's waking us all up. He wants to lead us every step of the way. Friends, the reason why we're still here, because we refuse to be led. We have brilliant ideas. We have brilliant plans. My dear friends, this is the time that God has to reveal his plans to us. Amen? And let's not delay. Let's give it all to him. Amen? Our great God, our dear, loving, heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord, for your invitation. Thank you, Lord, for what you have offered to us that you will teach us, that you will instruct us, and you will guide us in the way that we should go. And thank you so much, Lord, for giving us an example through the life of Jesus, that he made no plans for himself, that everything that he did were all for the glory of your name. Lord, may that be the life that each and every one of us will live, not for our sakes, Lord, but for, for your sakes. And your Father, I pray that we may not miss ever again those spectacular moments, those extraordinary moments. Oh, dear Father, I pray that uh, help us, O oh Lord, to see that the God that we serve is a powerful God, a God who knows the end from the beginning. Lord, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Help us, Lord, to trust you. Help us to trust you every step of the way, that we will have that sweetness aroma around us, that wherever we go, that people will take notice that these are the people who have been with Jesus. That even before we open our mouth, they will know, dear God, that we are your children. So Lord, I pray in a very special way that you please continue to pour that hunger, that thirst for each and every person who's here. A thirst and hunger for you. And Lord, thank you that you have promised to fill us. So Lord, I ask once again that you please pour upon us a full measure of your spirit. For we ask this, O oh Lord, in the loving name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. 
If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.